BigVitoBrand.com. I am Virtue, and that is Big Vito LaGrasso, former WCW hardcore champion, tag team champion. And are you your softball league champion or no? No, we just, you know, every time I come on the show and we do this, I don't know if anybody's, I think the new thing is Smiles LaGrasso. I'm always smiling on the show, which is great. Reminds me of the dress days when you're smiling and happy. You're just happy to be out and doing your thing, not having any controversy. And anybody's got shit to bring to your table. Hey, fuck off. I really don't care. I still going to smile anyway. Virtue, I know you got some things going on. Um, you got a new puppy coming to town. Yep. All right. I noticed Flounder hasn't been on the Aaron Riff with no DQ. He's MIA. Nope, he's doing it, but somehow some of his videos end up on No DQ's YouTube I, channel. I don't know how that happened. Silent endorsements, silent endorsements. Aaron Riff is buying cat food on the Flounder Foundation. Yeah. All right, Virgil, what do we got this week for getting color? I know so, we had, I know you got some, some good points to bring up, so go ahead and give it to me. Well, Extreme Rules took place last night. Okay. WWE on Peacock. I know some people on their Peacock app, when it was starting, they had the multiple, like the Americans, the English announcers, the Spanish announcers, the French announcers all overlap. Like there, there was technical difficulties. Right. I know when WWE had their network, they had, it was their app, right? They kind of right. controlled it. And we didn't really have too many issues. They were rare. Since they'd been on Peacock, there's been quite a few issues as the shows have gone live. Um, and it's a, you know, a lot of people never liked the Peacock app because they said it's very primitive and clunky. And I almost wonder if WWE good for them because they made money on it. But as a customer, what would you like out of that? When you see you're starting to watch a show and there's some type of technical glitch, it's glitching at the, the sound is off. The announcers are overlapping. You think, right, for these millions and millions of dollars that this was invested with, this would work a little bit better. Like, what do you think as a user watching it as a fan? Like, I'm going to tell better? you, Mr. Virtue, what I think. Disco El Swayze is in the house. Bits for tits. We got people on Twitter. We got people watching. Guys. I'm going to tell you why the Peacock is not working for the WWE. And let's not put all the blame on the WWE. Let's take devil's advocate here. Okay. WWE is in this to make money, right? They have a product. They sell it. They want, And they make money. Now, the people buying the product, they're supposed to know what they're buying. Did anybody ever think that the Peacock Network does not have wrestling people in charge to produce proper wrestling content to everybody buying at the Peacock Network. Live. Maybe that's live. their issue. The, that is the definitely production. the issue 100%. You heard it here on Getting Color. Vita LaGrasso, Virtue. I said it. This is what it is. This is not a knock on the WWE. It is... And 
It really can't be a knock on the Peacock Network if they don't have anybody who knows how to deal with wrestling content. Now, that deal with Peacock for the WWE content is only in the United States. Outside of the United States, it's still the same WWE Network app that we used to have. And I never see people outside of the United States bitching and moaning. like So that's working. So this, to me, is definitely a peacock issue. But uh, it's just it's interesting, though, because you would even think WWE making that deal with them, there would be that discussion, well, okay, the app that you're going to use to put our content on, how is it? Ours has been running pretty good. You know, because they they don't want to get that backlash either. I mean, they don't want to say it's Peacock's fault. Like, you know what I mean? It's technology. I get it. But, you know, with the way fans scrutinize everything, you would think all the I's would be dotted and the T's would be crossed. I think that the Peacock Network needs to hire some wrestling people who know how to speak and dissect what they're watching. So this way their product can be proactive. But... When you see the Peacock Network, do you notice that they cut a lot of stuff out? They are, right? Because it's the controversial stuff, and so they're re- they're erasing content and history. Exactly. Well, so, you know, you look at um, – let's take a look at the pay-per-view. Yep. Is Carmella on her way out at the WWE opening match before the show – she puts over so-and-so. Is Carmella on her way out? I mean, I don't know if she's still dating Corey Graves, and he seems like he's still in trend. I mean, is he on the way out, too, for all we know? Based on the booking, I it's hard for me to say. I think she's just content with this being an enhancement diva. I'm sorry, woman's wrestler, and maybe just – there to look good, but she's not going to win matches or get any championships. And she might be okay with that. I mean, she did have that run as a champion after she came. Did she win the title? I think so. She won the title. She cashed it in on Charlotte. Right. And she might just be content with that. I mean, we know who WWE pushes, right? And it's not the Char- it's not the Carmellas. It's right. not the Zelina Vegas. It's nope. Yeah. You know, there's a young lady by the name of Dana Brooke who's been working hard and never has gotten the push. I haven't even seen her for a while. Right. So they keep her off. You know, they talk about Liv Morgan. They talk about, you know, some other ladies out there. And you just know who has the it factor and who doesn't. I'm going to bring up a point here. Okay. Okay. We're going to switch over to AEW for a second. Um... Soho. Which was formerly Ruby Riot in WWE. Okay. She did great with being a tag team partner. And remember, I always said, when you have good wingmen, you're always good. Some people can be solo and some people need wingmen. She is somebody who needs wingmen. This is not a knock on her. Everybody was crying that she was released, right? She goes and has a match against Britt Baker. I happened to watch the AEW show this past week. I was home, right? So 
we get to the main event. The women are the main event. I'm like, all right, this Britt Baker has been holding her own and should be doing a good job. Congratulations to Britt Baker on her success. Here comes Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho. You know, she made a statement. I feel like I'm home. I feel like the cuffs are off, right? She gets in there. Every time she went to do a move, she had to hit the rope. It wasn't something where she was doing something. She wasn't in sync with Britt Baker. The match was sketchy. It wasn't a cohesive match, but she got to AEW. She went right to the title picture. And then she put Britt Baker over. Where do you go from here? Yeah, what happened to rankings they were supposed to have? Now, remember, right. Brian got his match with Omega, but the title wasn't on the line because right. he hadn't went up the rankings yet. But Soho got a women's match already because obviously their women's division is very weak. Now, I'm not going to pick on Britt Baker here. No. I don't know if she's that – like, she can wrestle, but I don't know if she's that great of a worker as that fan base thinks – to me, the only memorable match she's had was that one that had the hardcore, the blood, the tax, and all of that. Right. With Thunder Rosa, who is a very good worker and can carry anybody. So yeah, put her on the map. Ruby Soho, I'm not the worker here. This is just me observing, right, Vito? But part of the Ruby Zo Soho versus Britt Baker could be a combination of both, right? You have to, it takes two to tango, correct? And, and takes... I know sometimes. A, one wrestler can carry the other one. I get that. I don't think Britt's that person. Takes two people to tango. But when you come from the WWE and you get released, there's a reason they release you. I think, not saying she is terrible. I am not saying she's ugly. I think she's a beautiful girl. I think she's very attractive. People make fun of her or whatever. I think she's sexy and she's attractive. She has a different look, yeah. right? But when it comes to wrestling ability on her own, I don't think she has the it factor to be a world champion. I think she'd be good like she was in a grouping. I think she excels in that place because the focus is not on her. It's with the group and with a screw job finish for my helpers. Now, Britt Baker didn't need the two the two valets to come in and help her out. The match I think was, she's on the verge of being becoming a baby face almost. She wants to be that like cocky chick, right, with the attitude, but I don't know. It's almost like they don't know what to do with her, and maybe she should be the baby face because that fan base likes her. How do you how, are you supposed to like the heels? Okay, she has Big Vito syndrome, right? Yeah. When Big Vito was hardcore champion, he went out, I did this, I did that, I did everything. No matter what I did, the fans were cheering. When we were with the Mamelukes, you go out there, Big Vito's doing this, that, you were cheering. When Vito what got were the, you considered then? Or were you heels or tweeners? I was a tweener because like the okay. people cheered me. Yeah. When I got to WWE and I was with Nunzio, Right, and we're doing the FBI. The people like me, but they were like, "Ah, oh, you know, you with Nunzio, the FBI." They were cheering us. We were heels. When I came out in the dress and I was a full-blown babyface, all hats were off. Everybody loved me. So what do you do? You see, you doing your thing, 
So it's like you got to find your niche. Stone Cold Steve Austin, badass. People loved him. He played to the crowd. He was a babyface heel, right? John Cena could never be that. Batista could never be that. It's either you're going to like Batista as a heel, you're going to like him as a babyface. There was no tweener about him. But when you have that something that the people like as a heel and they cheer you, you're like, the fuck is going on You know on who here? that happened with? Remember, Rock, Rocky Maivia was not getting over, right? Nope. It was the blue chip. was not. They put him in the nation, you know, got the Farouk rub and all that. He was a heel. And then remember, he started wearing the fancier stuff, the shades, the sideburns got longer. And the heel, Dick Rock, worked for a while, but then the die, Rocky die. Then all of a sudden, they liked him. And he became a, a huge baby face. Domination. And, he, and he became a huge baby face after that feud with Foley. Right. And it seemed, you know, he couldn't get over initially, make him heal with veterans, working with the veterans, and then The Rock got over as a baby face. Now, who did this happen to also, right? Now, I'm going to go way back. I'm going to go to Madison Square Garden, Kurt Angle, against the debuting of Taz. Taz comes out. Everybody's cheering. He was fucking done. There was supposed to be. Kurt Angle was the baby face. Here comes Taz, New York born, Madison Square Garden, big time in ECW. And what happened? They cheered him. They fucking ruined him because he was supposed to be a heel. But they booked him wrong. They should never have debuted him in New York City because all us New Yorkers are over, right? He's in ECW which is basically New York, Philadelphia. You're still a New Yorker. You're going to Madison Square Garden in your hometown. They're not going to boo you. So point. what do you do? It's, 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 it's one of the creative and the, the promoters put you in that position. It's tough, right? And then it ends up hurting you in the long run. Um, what did you think about the Omega and Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryanson match that led off AEW this past week. It was a good match. You know, it, I, I don't watch wrestling for those barn burner 30 minutes. I like a finish and I get it right. It was, they wanted to hype up Arthur Ashe stadium. Right. And save that same match again with stakes down the road. I right. get it. So I get the finish 30 minutes, whatever. Um, so I, I thought it was good. It was a good TV match. I feel like me not saying it was a great TV match to all those fans, the Meltzer scale fans of the world, or thinking I'm like crapping on it. But what did you think of it? Because you're you were in the business doing matches on TV. I just thought I thought it was a good TV match, but I just nothing was great about it. The fans there loved it, obviously, because they popped for a lockup. But that's because that culture of fans were going to pop for Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega. They could have went in there and danced the jig. The secret of it, if you put your best two guys up first, the place is going to go ballistic, and that's what you want, the initial pop of what's happening. 
So if you got a packed house like they had, they had 18, 20,000 people, 20,000 people. Of course, you're going to put Daniel Bryan and Omega first for the people to go in. Look at our TV. Look at the people on their feet. It was a good TV match. It was a good match. They didn't kill him, and they didn't have a finish. They gave a screw job finish to keep him relevant. Now, when you go to the rest of the card, the match that I thought was the shits was Cody Rhodes oh. and... And they and, didn't like Cody Rhodes. And Black with yeah. Arn Anderson taking a terrible bump. Yep. The thing I didn't like out of the thing, I thought it was cool that his wife came out, right? She, I think that was her first appearance, 20,000 people. Hey, mm-hmm. Brandy Rhodes is back on the scene. For her to get in the ring and sit there and give the F finger to that, I, Vito LaGrasso, and never in my entire life have ever been a fan of somebody giving this in a picture, in a promo, in anything. I am not a fan of it. When I see Facebook people post that picture, you can't come up with a bit better pose than doing something like that. Yeah, well, it worked. Yeah. It, it was only ever going to work once, and that was Austin doing it to Vince McMahon. But, that was the only time it was ever going to work. But when you see a woman doing that, Right, and she gets in the ring. You have no business in the ring. You have no business getting in there. Why are you in there? Made no sense. On Anderson scooting around the the uh, the ring apron to, to get to and the other side, and falling. He slipped and fell. Accidents happen. Let's not bury On Anderson, yeah. okay? But okay, it happened. What do you do? You know, you're like, okay, it took away from the match. You knew it was going to be a diversion. But I'm happy they didn't bury the kid, the uh, the black kid, and beat him because it kept them relevant. Now Cody Rhodes has got an issue with Arn Anderson. Let's go away from there. It wasn't a great match. The other match I was I was upset about was the MJF and Brian Pillman Jr. match. I never seen anybody run slower across talked, the ropes. I know he kicked that leg up. Any you know when you turn to go yeah. the other way, keep your leg on the leg. ground and yeah. keep your base. I don't know what he was doing for fashion, but he's a tweener. He's not a heavyweight, he's not a lightweight. He's in that he's trying to put on size, but he's slow. Slow. So not the, you saw all the hype here from Dynamite in New York right. City, Arthur Ashe Stadium, 20,000 people. I get it. And then you hear after WWE Extreme Rules last night, like you hear the internet just like bad, blah. It's, and this is my saying now, and no DQ, it's apples and oranges, Vito. It's right. clear as day. AEW's catering to that 18 to 49 male, the fans, the, the diehard fans with those loud internet voices. WWE is catering to families with young kids trying to get them to like their product for years to come, to buy the merchandise, you know, like they did with John Cena for all those years. And when you watch Extreme Rules last night, that show was for 7 to 12-year-olds. Of course adults aren't going to be happy. I kind of thought to myself, when I saw the Balor and Roman Reigns ending, I was like, with the you know, they had the demon come back with the red light. They, They can't get rid of that red light. Remember how they used it with the Fiend? Yes. Of course, they had to use the red light. Now he's powering up, overcoming the Usos, 
looks like he's going to do his coup de gras finish and he's going to win. All of a sudden, the top rope breaks. The whole thing falls down, so he slips. And the red light miraculously goes away. And all his superpowers are gone, and Roman finished the match. 7 to 12-year-old me would have thought that was cool. How did that – what happened? I I know too much now for me to be like – now I'm like, blah. But, Vito, I don't think WWE did horrible. They just have a different – they're going after a different audience. They are trying to get 7 to 12-year-old kids to like what WWE is, to make them think that's what wrestling is as they get older, so they'll keep being a return customer. And and Extreme Rules, to me, catered to that. If that's what they are indeed doing. Look at NXT 2.0. It's colorful. It's New Day colorful. It's they're gearing towards kids. Am I right or wrong? Like, what do you think? I think what they're doing with NXT is definitely off the charts. I congratulate WWE for doing something different. And you know, with their main roster, it's just you know, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Everybody knew, and and everybody knew the demon was not winning that. That's right. Yep. Because he I mean, had no chance. It was. It's going to be Lesnar versus Reigns in Saudi Arabia. You know that's going to be for the title. Guys, wrestling has come full circle 50 times over with all the greatest promoters and greatest bookers have thrown every different angle out there. You're not going to be happy with this. You're not going to be happy with that. You're not going to be happy with the other thing. It's going to be redundant on who they're going to push, who they're going to protect, how they're not going to beat somebody. And when somebody does bad and they're in the shithouse, they're going to job them to death. So it's something we all have to expect and live with. Just like Ric Flair, right? Ric Flair did the 30 for 30, right? He gave them everything. He said, yeah. This was my lifestyle. This was this. Dark side of the ring came up. The guy lost all his endorsements. He got penalized twice. He was better off going to prison for something he did, coming out, being on parole, paying his dues, and then going on with his life. But to get penalized and lose everything and the contract, to AEW because there's no way AEW is going to hire. Yeah, him because right, now. right, he asked for his WWE release, thinking he was going because yeah. he was friends with Tony Khan. Andrade's over there, and that's out the door now. No, you're right. Hi, uh, Coach Coach Key four thirteen. All right, um, but guys, when you look at Ric Flair and what he's done, okay, how many times can you persecute a guy? For doing something. This this happened in... He's been living this gimmick since the 70s, 80s, 90s, yep. 2000. This has been Ric Flair. So it's just like... Uh, I'll put this out there. Vito LaGrasso, okay? You talk about my, my, my young life, okay? Damned if I do, damned if I don't. I made choices. I did things. I've had every opportunity in the world, right? But in the end, I still got to do the greatest thing ever. I traveled the world. And I was a professional wrestler, pro athlete. I overcame a lot of things, right? But then at the end of the day, you say, 
do you still get persecuted for something you did 20 and 30 years ago? You got that's all that you have to talk about. But how about the good that you've done? What about the great things that you've done? What people don't realize is Rick Flash has a family. He's got a wife, he's got kids, he's got things. He might have grandkids. Who knows? I don't know if David has grandkids, but has kids, but he still has to support himself and do everything. And you're persecuting him five times over. Give the fucking guy a break. I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong, but well, you already did this already. These dark side of the ring documentaries. Like I was, I liked them early on, like that first season. Right. Talk about the Bruiser Brody and stuff like that. The Dino Bravo. Now it's just becoming like exposing dirt for people that are still alive. And it's like seriously. Now know. this now this made me upset. Okay. Dark side of the ring. You want to attack people who are alive and who can fight their battles and come after you. Okay, that's one thing. But when you go after the dead people like Chris Canyon, what why would you bring up something that somebody have who had some demons, who had some mental problems, who wasn't right? And you commit suicide, but you're gonna you're gonna go in and crucify his life because he was gay, dude. They did the Benoit one too, right? That's where it turned. That's where it started turning for me. Where I'm like, what is like? No interest in this stuff, you know. And that's disgusting. And the people who spearhead this, who fund this, who are involved with this, why can't? You focus on the good things that wrestling brings to light if you have this platform instead of shitting and demoralizing somebody who has passed away, not here. Because I'll give you, I'll give you an example. You're going to say something about me, right? I just take myself. I don't want to put anybody else in any other realm. I'm going to say something, Right? I might not say everything, but when I see you, I'm going to crack your fucking head open and split you up. I swear to God. And there are people out there who have done things to me in the wrestling business who have been fucking dickheads, and they would never do this in front of me. They never took me on in the ring. If they didn't like me, they never fought me because they knew what was going to come. But I still have that same animal in me and if you persist on and you fuck with me or my wife i will fuck you up i don't give a shit who the fuck you are or where you come from yeah Think you, about you better it, listen people. you better listen to Vito on that one folks but it's so, the truth it is the god's honest truth david you have you have a personal life right you have a good I life you, so. you 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 have no dq you go after people on Twitter. You do your thing. Okay? I'm not saying that you're not a celebrity. I'm not saying you're not in the public eye. But you are kind of sort of in the public eye. Yeah. Small scale. Yeah, Small I scale. Yeah, yeah. Say that you're in a lovely relationship. You have your mother and father who you can take care of. Your brothers and sisters. You have your girl. Say somebody says something fucked up about your girl. Like, you know. You, you, I've been in your company. I've known you for, you're not a fighter. You're not a, a, a radical guy. You're not this, you know, go out and beat people up. But well, I, push I, I, comes I'll to show. I'll someone like you to do it for me. 
But you have push comes to shove. You're going to get up off your chair yes. and you're going to say, don't say that about my fucking woman. All right. Or I'm going to have to split you one in the cr cross of your fucking nose. As I, I know there comes a point where, like you say, hey, and I always tell my wife, listen, always act like a lady because that's what I expect of you. I will do all the dirty because I don't give a fuck. I know your lady, she has gone through a lot and she's spunky and she will yeah. speak her mind. But you say, hey, babe, I got this. You're going to get up and you're going to crack somebody. Yep. And I think exactly. what people do today sucks. And more men should get up and say, hey, that's enough. Because enough is enough sometimes. You know what I mean? Well, that's how you always handle things. And then, of course, these days, you touch someone, you look at someone the wrong way, they're char pressing charges against you. You know, it's just such a snowflake culture. Weak. It is a snowflake culture. But culture. I mean, you know something, Virtue? Like a lot of guys who like to say a lot of things on Twitter, on Facebook, and they want to talk a lot of shit. And when you get to be in front of them, or you're in their face, or they don't know you're going to be at a place they're going to be, and you walk up on them, and you say, hey, motherfucker, how are you today? I know you had, a lot to, <laughs> you had a lot to say back, back then. And when you talk to, I'm going to speak for myself, when you go back and forth with my wife on Twitter, and you want to fucking insult her, I'm going to tell you, you fucking hit the big Vito Mafia fucking hit list because I will fucking see you. And it's not going to even going to be a fucking hello. It's going to be a fucking slap across your fucking teeth so hard you're going to wish you were fucking dead because that's the venom I have in me. You can insult me all you want. I'll handle it. You insult my woman or you insult my, my lady or my family or come after me, I'm going to fucking hurt you. It's always those keyboard warriors. They they would never say anything face to face or to show when you can actually touch them. It's always behind that keyboard. You know, there was an incident this past week. I don't know if you watched it. There was Kiwi, who was Alan Funk, mm -hmm. who had an incident with Buff Bagwell. Now, Buff Bagwell and Aaron Alan Funk are you know, friends of mine, right? And I don't like to see my friends fight, but there was some beef between Buff. And Alan, right? And Alan took it to the stream and said, okay, motherfucker, I'm going to come see you. He had somebody tape it. He called out Buff. Buff didn't do nothing, right? And I, I inboxed Alan. I said, Alan, I said, let me tell you something. I love you to death. I love your father because me and his father were, were, were cool. Cooler than cool. And I'm cool with Buff and his mom. Yeah. And we were cooler than cool. Sometimes some things are better off not being said in public and you handle your business as men and you go take care of business. And not everything has to be on fucking Facebook, on Twitter or nothing. Because you can meet that, that guy could walk in a bathroom and you could fucking jack him up and what the fuck is he going to say? I didn't do nothing, officer. You know they hit them in the gut or kick them in the balls, fucking make no scars, break their fucking ribs. Oh, he slipped or shoved his face in the toilet bowl. That's the way it goes. Nobody's seen nothing. Yep, old school. Love it. It happens. Yep. And are there some guys 
who have said things over the years that I have a fucking vendetta against that I will catch you, motherfucker, because there are guys who said things to my wife that I'm sitting here brewing. And I know I don't go to the conventions. And I know I don't go to all the, the indie shows. And I know I'm not all who it out. But motherfucker, I'm Vito LaGrasso. And you forget where I fucking come from and what I used to be. I will fucking catch you. And when I catch you, you're going to get fucked up. You're going to get color. That's, that's it. You know, that's it. all I got this week, man. That's We're going to get color. All yeah, right, that's guys. That's all I got this week because, you know, we got a lot happening right with wrestling the rest of this week. So we'll be back in business next Sunday at our normal time. Exactly. Any last Don't things you, you want to say? No. I, guys, uh, thank you very much for all the kind words to my wife and I during our anniversary. Thank you for supporting the brand. Thank you to TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We greatly appreciate you. You know, subscribe to Patreon. We greatly appreciate it. You know, subscribe to Virtue and what he's doing. Everybody's trying to make it in this world. Don't be a hater. Be a participator. Spread kindness. Don't spread hatefulness. It sucks. Happy anniversary to you and Noel. So, folks, you can follow Vito on Twitter at The Big Vito Brand. You can follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue. Like he mentioned, check out their Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Big V Mafia. But that's all for Getting Color this week. For Vito LaGrasso, I am Virtue. Thanks for listening or watching, and we will see you next time.